tail of the tape for this, our main event of the evening. We introduce the champion, Chris, the West Side Strangler Brennan. Let's get it all. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast that you should be making your bets on every Friday and Saturday night because I'm running 12 and 2 at the moment. That's right. It was <laughs> awesome, man. And and the one I still I think there's I, I think there's room for the one that you missed on. I think there's a lot of room on that one for discussion. Yeah. The reason I'm able to to predict as well, even though like there was a couple on there I said I'd hope the other person won but thought the other person win, I'm able to to do it without bias right like detach this is who i want to win but in reality yeah. as a fighter and, yeah. and an educated one i'm looking at you know who who most likely will win i'll, I'll get to the you know the one that that i missed on because i have a lot to say about it i and it's hard too because a lot of people i mean you look at sports football basketball people are like oh i want i want this person to win and i think that yeah. is a skill to be able to detach and say this is who i want yeah, yeah. but in reality this is who i really think is going to happen for so, sure so All right, well, let's jump into the first one, uh, Dern Torres. Um, this one went the distance. It was a split, 29-28, two out of three, and uh, it went for uh, Dern. So, uh, yeah. so you got you got that one right. This is this is the one I wanted to be wrong about the most. I know. Um, so I had led into it saying that her striking is really good now, and it was you know super high level and whatever. It's it's not great. She she throws a lot. Okay. She's aggressive. And the reason she's able to be aggressive is because her ground is so good. Yeah. Because what are you going to do? Take her down? Yeah. You know? So she doesn't care. And that's that's what's created a lot of good strikers. You know, if you're really good off your back, you can be as offensive as you want off on your feet, you know, on, on the on the stand-up part. So is, is that because no one's going to shoot into taking right. downs? They're just like, right. yeah, I don't have to worry about because it. Because if you're someone that when you're on your on the ground and they're standing over you and they back up, they obviously don't want to play on the ground with you. Yeah. You, you see, even even in the um, uh, Chimaya fight, he was on the ground. He got up and got out of his guard because yeah. that's a dangerous place to be. Yeah. And and same with her. You know, you don't want to be on the ground with her. And so unless she can take you there, you're not gonna you're not gonna take her down. Unless there's like ten or fifteen seconds left, you can get a takedown for the round. Right. You know, to win the round and, right. and hope you don't get tapped in those fifteen seconds. <laughs> but and that and that's how she's able to be offensive. However, I feel that I was still right, you know, I, I was right in that fight, but I feel like I was wrong. I feel like, uh, uh, what, what? Uh, Tisha Torres? Sorry. That's Tisha right. Tisha Torres, I felt like one, one and three. Yeah. McKenzie clearly won two. For sure. And I, and, and one was close, but I thought, I thought Tisha, when I, when the round ended, I said that she had won. You know, I, yep. I was like, she won that round. Yep. And, and uh, then she went, and I believe her coach, when she went back to the round, so we're down one. And, and, she came back out, won the second round, and then lost the third round. And so I, I thought for sure it was going to go 29-28 for Atish Torres. It was kind of a – I was just talking to some of my guys about it. When you're growing up, if you watch two kids get in a fight at school yeah. or get in a fight at the park, even if it gets separated, you know who was winning when it got separated. Yeah. You know who the winner is. It's not hard yeah. unless it's like a really, really close fight. It's not a hard thing to do, and that's what sucks about the judging is because there, there are – some some calls that aren't crazy difficult that I was seeing get wrong. Like I thought three fights were wrong that night. Interesting. So I, I noticed Torres 
was going at the legs early on. Was she doing that to stop the takedown? Yeah. Is that a good defense to yeah, stop somebody shooting? Yeah, she was stomping that front knee. So I hate that strike. If yeah. there's one strike I think should be illegal, it's that one. It's that, that side, that yeah, side kick. It's only because like it's one strike. You don't get the chance to get knocked out. You don't get the chance to tap. It's the one strike that will take you out for six months because you're gonna need knee surgery. Yeah. And it happened to a couple guys now. Yep. You know, one in Bellator, one in the UFC. And uh, but it's an effective strike. John Jones made it famous. You know, he yeah. that's his go to thing. And um, it, it, it was working. It, you know, she hyperextended her knee a couple times. I wouldn't be surprised this week if her knees swole, swelling and, you know, yep. uh, not in great shape. So toward the end of the fight, Dern clipped Torres with the right hook and she got knocked and she instantly she came out of it. She used that to kind of separate and get her back because I think Dern was setting up for a combo. Right. And she pushed her back on it. Right. So I mean it's effective and I get it, but it just seems like kind of a kind of a weak sauce move. Like yeah. I don't I don't like it. It is, but it's a hard strike landed. And while it's legal, yeah. It's scoring. Yeah. It's scoring on the judges. Fair enough. You know. Talk about round two. Round two was was So round two is why you don't want to go to the ground with her. Round yeah. two is why she's so dangerous. Um she what did she have before the Kimura? Um, I think maybe nothing. Maybe she just jumped guard, went right to fighting for the Kimura. Yep. Once she locked her hands up, yep. I was like, okay, you know, she's probably gonna be in trouble. She Torres was smart, turned it to the fence yeah, and put, put her it. arm against the fence so she yep. there was nowhere to pull it out. That was yep. smart. I teach my guys to do that on the ground if someone grabs it to to run their hip to the fence and they can't pull it out. However, where in my opinion of knowing a little bit about Kimuras, she shouldn't have thrown her leg over the head. When she threw her leg over the head, okay. which in sport jujitsu now they're calling it like saddle guard or something, okay. um, she is not able to have the leverage to turn further than her leg. So she's twisting here, yep. has nowhere else to go because her leg is hooked on her head. Okay. So had that leg stayed in front, she could have cranked from there, causing her to, to roll, yeah. which would have let her come up on top, still having the Kimura, and then my whole system starts from their home base and everything. But she could have finished a lot easier and kept it behind her back. Uh, had she not gone over the leg by or by going over the head with her leg by doing that it limited everything that she had and I'm, I'm sure she thought she was going to get there and just finish yep but she she was pretty flexible t Torres was pretty flexible she's also jacked yeah she's, super she super jacked. strong yeah, like super jacked. you just saw her someone her just arm. said she's either getting ready or just did a fitness uh, uh she did i heard her talk about it she just okay. finished a bodybuilding yeah and that's why i mean she looked like, yeah, she looked phenomenal just, yeah she looked great so and I, and I don't know how tall she is, but she her legs she looks very short. Yeah. So she's even more stocky and, and muscular. But uh, again, going back, uh, had the legs not gone over the head, that might have been the end of the fight. Okay. You know, and and from that point on, you know, it went downhill. I, I timed it. Torres held her up for a minute and ten seconds. That it felt a lot longer than that during the fight when I actually stopped the clock. I'm like a minute ten. That. It, but it felt it's so much longer Because it was danger going on at the time. You yeah. know, there was a threat, yeah. a, a submission threat for a minute and 10 seconds yeah. straight, one sub. You know, that's, and it wasn't like she had a Kimura and her arm was tucked in here no, and it she was, was just, safe. It was out. It passed for a minute. It yep. came back. You know, it, it moved around to where at, at any point it could have been a finish and she just happened to not finish it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and then and then she got it to the ground, and then there was another chance for a Kimura. There was a footlock attempt in there. I think. Oh yeah, I forgot she went I mean, for the footlock. There was there was a lot happening on the ground. The whole rest of that round yeah. was was pretty well tangled up. Yeah, so that's where I thought the round, and this is the two fights that night could have gone this way. It could have been a 10-8 round yes. for Mackenzie Dern. Yeah. Because it was dominant the whole round. 
So if you score that a 10-8 round and Tisha won round one and round three, it would have been a draw. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what I was looking at. I was like, Tisha Torres, 10-8 or 29-28, uh, uh, or it's a draw, you yeah. know, at, at what it would be, 27-27. And uh, it, didn't, it didn't end up happening, and um, she won the fight. So they gave her the first round. I, it, to me, it looked like round three, um, Torres – Torres won that, and I think it was for her offense late in the round. I think she came in, she clipped her a little bit at the end, um, yeah. and and there was a big kick that Tisha landed to the jaw, and I well, think it was, and she up kicked her off of her. Yes, uh, in the I think it was the chest. It was, yeah, it was right here. Everyone thought it was the face, and it would have been legal because she was up over her. Yeah, she was low, but her knees weren't on the ground, and it hit her and knocked her back, and that was able to get her I, up. Second time that that happened twice. Last, that, that last night, Saturday yes, night, yes. There, we'll talk about the other one because yeah. it was it was the other vicious. one was great too. It was, it was. It was awesome. <laughs> um, so, it, obviously, again, I said it was a split decision. When you when you look at some of the significant strides or the statistics on it, um, you were right that, um, and I I lost it here. Um, she landed more strikes, did she not, or no? No, she oh, didn't did. actually. Okay. Uh, Mackenzie Dern was was fifty. Oh no, you're right. Tisha was. It was seventy eight to fifty eight, and Tisha landed. A higher percentage, 62% versus 35. So yeah, Dern striking d didn't play out statistically, at least. Yeah, and again, so that's how you go to where the scoring's whack. You know, why yeah. have the punch count and all that if you know someone doubles their striking yeah. and loses the round? You know, if you're doubling someone's punches landed, if that happens in a real fight, that person won the fight. Yeah. So and I think if I can I can actually pull this up per round they're saying um oh the numbers don't don't show per round but yeah I agree with you it, and I mean it, when the fight was over I think we were texting back and forth at, at that point that it felt like it was going to be round 1 that was that was yeah. what was going to Yeah it was a close it was a close round and that's why I didn't freak out about it but it, in my opinion she won 1 and 3 or it was a draw because of the second round being could have possibly been a 29-28. So Torres, Torres drops obviously. Dern moves up a little bit. What do you see next for either of these fighters? I mean, she called out four fighters that she can't beat. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. She called out the top four girls, and I don't, I don't think she stands a chance with those girls. Yeah. Um. She that's a that's a huge jump up, and yeah, I don't know that she she beats Wailing, like. Good luck. I don't, yeah, you know, I don't see that. she gets knocked out trying to knock her out. Yeah, and and she called out Ioana. She called out Rose, and who, who's the champ? Rose. Rose. Uh, she called out one other person, whoever the person is in between all of them. Uh, who's Wailing fighting? Ioana. Ro who's Rose fighting? Carla. Carla. Yeah. Spinoza. So she called. Yeah. She called those four girls, and I don't think, I don't think she stands. A, she she can't box with Carla, and she definitely can't take Carla down. So I don't know what her plan would be with her. Sure. Carla has the best wrestling in the division um, at, at 15. Well, who, who's the champ at 15? Rose? Rose. Um, so there think, is there is a girl, but she hasn't fought in a couple years. She's been injured a lot, but she's okay. the highest level wrestler in the division, Tatiana Suarez. Um, phenomenal, high-level, uh, national-level wrestler. Okay. Um, but she's been injured for a long time. She beat Carla handily and then fall off, been injured, you know, for a few years. Um, which is a bummer because I'd really like to see her fight anybody of those top three. Cool. Cool. All right. Anything else for this one? No. It disappointed me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm biased.
just so you know if I look sweaty. For the second day in a row in the last eight months, I've been out for eight months from what I was sick with COVID. I got to roll yesterday two rounds, th three rounds, but I had a round in between each one off. And then just now I rolled three rounds straight and I feel amazing. I was exhausted, but I feel amazing. I'm so happy to be on the mat. So that's why I look like a wet, wet rat at the moment. <laughs> it's also really hot here. Yeah, it's warm. All right. Fight number two. Um, by far the fight of the night, the one I think we were all most excited about. Uh, Burns and Chimaev. Um, yeah. Both came in right at 170. Um, it, go. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so a lot of things were proven. A lot of things were proven on, on both sides. Um, Chimaev proved that he is a top guy. He can, yeah. he can, he can get, he can take it and he yep. can give it. He can yep. take it and still stay in there. He didn't quit. I saw a look on his face when he got hit real hard the first time and he was bleeding and he kind of shook it and backed up and was like, oh, I'm in a fight today. Okay. You know, and, and realized I saw maybe a, a, a split second of doubt, you know, when he looked away and, and kind of got back in it and then was instantly on that level. You know, he hasn't fought at that level at all, you know, and he hasn't had uh, a fight where he was in trouble at all. And this time he was in trouble multiple times. Oh, yeah. You know, he was rocked multiple times. He was bloody first. Um, yeah, his nose was leaking, I yeah, think, in yeah, the third. He, first, or no, in the second. No, I mean, he was bloody before. He was the first one bloody in the fight. He was bloody before um, uh, Gilbert Burns uh, was bloody. I think. No? No, no. Um, uh, was Gilbert's when, nose first? No, Gilbert's the top of his oh, head. Oh, yes. He got that yes, elbow, that the elbow. ground and pounds. Yeah. And I, I was losing my mind during that part because he, he sat Gilbert down with yeah. a beautiful right hook. Jumped on top of him, and Gilbert is throwing hammer fists from his back. I've never seen anybody do yeah. that before. It was just war. I don't know if he was trying to get him to sit up so he could kick him off him and get up. Yeah. Um, or to come down to him to avoid the punches. And once he comes down to him, then he's in trouble because he's in Gilbert's world. Yeah, yeah. And so that may have been why. I don't know. You typically don't teach or... Uh, do you know just throwing up strikes from the bottom as a defense you know <laughs> was and, and he was doing it and so what happened he got the first takedown and he wrapped his arms around Gilbert's waist and dragged him a couple times yeah manhandled him yeah and it was to side control and I was like oh man he this is doing the exact same thing that he's done to everybody else right and then Gilbert re-regarded real quick and sat up and started to attack and I was like Okay, you know, and then they got back to the feet and whatnot, and I was like, okay. So then there was a fight, but I was just going to be like, God, if he takes him down and does this to him on the ground, I will be mind blown. When I see that happen sometimes, I'm, I'm so in tune with jujitsu and the fighters and how good they are that I'm like, is this for real? Like, is this guy trying right now? You know, I, and I w if that continued to go that way, I instantly started having doubt. Are they trying to build this guy up? Like, mm. what's going on here? Mm. And, and, uh, and he, you know, for, for thank goodness he recovered and regarded, started attacking. They got back to the feet, and then he just was, you know, relentless after that. Um, this is another fight, you know. In my opinion, in my opinion, I thought I thought Gilbert won the fight. I thought it, I thought he won two rounds. You know, it's really interesting um, you say that. I was going to ask about it. So if you look at, at at total strikes landed, Gilbert Burns landed 141. Chimaev landed 124 and the percentage was off 63% for Burns versus 52% for Chimaev. Right. Significant strikes was 119 out of 200 for Burns versus 108 out of 223 for Chimaev. Right. 
Now, Jim, I've got the two takedowns, which I know that that can turn around. Sure. Um, he, he definitely won the round that he got the takedowns in. Uh, unless he did he get him in two rounds? I'd have to go back and look. The I don't... one he was on top is when Gilbert Burns kicked him flying across the, that was the second half yeah. of the cage to get back to his feet. Like rocked him, like kicked him so hard backward <laughs> and hopped to his feet. And I was like, man, these guys are scrapped. They, they got the bonus, and they should have. Yeah, they. Yeah. Um, hopefully, it was just more than it was more than the fifty grand because they deserve more than that. Um, those are fights again. Gilbert's been in a, a handful of those now. Those are fights that take years off your career and your life. Yeah. You know, just so much damage from getting hit like that with four ounce gloves. So, before this fight, I think we talked about it um, on Thursday. Before this fight. Chimaev had been hit twice in four UFC fights. He'd yeah. been hit two times. Yeah, his chin was fresh and ready to go. He, he took, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He took, he took 141 total strikes and 119 significant strikes. Yeah. And you saw it when you saw him afterwards. Oh yeah. Yeah, that gigantic gash under his eye. I mean, he he took some damage. Yeah, you know, and and again, now he knows that he knows he belongs there. I'm sure he knew, but everyone else knows now as well. Yeah. It wasn't like. He had been fluking through the other guys. Yeah. He just hadn't fought anybody of caliber yet to show it. Yep. And and now he did. And and whether he won or lost that decision before they announced it, I said, no matter what happens right now, he's a legit he contender. Belongs. Everyone knows that he's he's a guy that, yeah. you know, not only do the outside the top ten guys not want to fight, the inside, no one's gonna be calling him out, you know. So so above above Burns is Colby Covington. And then Kamara Usman, yeah, and I'll I'd I'd pay I'd pay for either of those. Yeah, Covington would have a hard time. He could he could I don't know wrestling wise. I believe Covington could take him down. Um, I don't know, you know, with the level of wrestling on paper that Covington has. Yeah, he could. Yeah, he could punch him all night. He's yeah. not going to hurt him. You yeah. know, not not with his his lack of power. Yeah. You know, it takes him till the fifth round usually to hurt somebody because they've he's hit him so many times. Sure. Um, he's got the gas for sure. Yeah, cardio. If he could days. have the same kind of fight that just happened, he could do more. Probably do more damage just because of he could wrestle him more and he could throw you know relentlessly. Um, but at the same time, you know, I don't know that. Uh, Chimaev doesn't Chimaev. take down Covington. You know. MMA wrestling is different. In, in the middle of round two, Burns shot for a takedown, yeah, tried close. to do a single leg, it was close. and it looked like Chimaya basically just stood there oh. and was like, "So there were not two. going One, to happen." One, he stood on a single, and he went like this and sagged and got heavy, and he went to lift. Yeah, and it was like he weighed a thousand pounds. I, I, he like his feet like, kind of oh danced around a little yeah, bit, yeah. and then sat back down. And that yeah. was it. And I was like, holy smokes, his hips are heavy. There was another one where he almost got his back yep. on a takedown. He, like, touched a knee and, and popped back up. Yep. And, and that was the, the closer yep. of the takedowns that, that uh, Burns had tried. Um, but, you know, I, he, Burns isn't a wrestler. He's got takedowns, but he's not a wrestler. He's from Brazil. Yep. There's not high-level wrestling in Brazil. You know, the, the best wrestlers in Brazil are training in MMA now. Okay. You know, and, and that's just – I mean, I guess there's whoever wrestles for them for the Olympics, but it's not – known for being a high level wrestling country like you know the the where where Chimaev's from Khabib all those yeah. guys on that whole yeah. side of the world and yeah. then you know the United States so Burns obviously lost he was ranked number two um I heard talk that Chimaev jumps really high yeah 
like really He'll jump high? high and Burns won't fall very okay. far. Okay, because, yeah. yeah, Burns maybe goes like four. Because was, was, Chimaev wasn't even in the top ten, was he? He was 11. Okay, so, so no. he'll, he'll, jump, he'll, he'll jump over a bunch of guys and um, Burns won't fall too far back. The tricky thing will be do they put Burns behind Chimaev? I, I, and if they do, yeah. which is possible, but the, the problem is Burns has beaten so many guys yeah. better than the guys that Chimaev's beat. Yeah. But so if they do, Chimaev would have to jump pretty far forward to not move Burns back real far. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. see them putting Burns at like seven. Yeah. You know, he's going to be somewhere top five. Okay. You know, maybe you, six, maybe six, but I don't see him going further than Do you think Chimaev cracks top five? Um, I mean, he might be six. Okay. I mean, he's not going to be outside the – I say he's not going to be outside the top six. Okay. Uh, anything – so unanimous decision on this. You yeah. disagreed with it. The The stat count would side with, with you. Yeah. Um, so why did they give – It's like if, in politics, stats don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just kidding. So I meant facts, not stacks. Uh, so I mean, if you if you try and at least argue the side of the judges, I'm not saying you agree with them, but if you put yourself in their shoes, what are they going to say? Yeah, I mean, they the takedowns won the round. You know, the round. If the takedowns were in two different rounds, yep. Could I, I didn't rewatch the fight. I just know watching the fight, I thought Burns won. If okay. the takedowns were in two different rounds, it is possible that he won the rounds that the takedowns were in. Um, it was a very close fight. I didn't, I didn't, you know, cry and complain about the decision. I just thought that, and it wasn't split, right? No, it was unanimous, yeah. 29, 28. I would have been the judge that made it a split decision because okay. I would have voted for, for, for uh, Burns. It's a good fight, man. It was, that was a great fight. That, fight I, of the night. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting they didn't get performance of the night. And we'll talk more about that later, but yeah, for sure, fight of the night. And they were talking already about that going in the Hall of Fame for fights. I mean, it was... It was so legit. Did uh, Sterling win performance of the night? Volkanovski. Oh, he did. Yeah. Okay. So, I'll tell. I'll talk about that when I get there. Okay. All right. Let's move to Sterling and Jan. So when um, I said I wanted Dern to lose more than anybody on the card, I was lying. I really did not want Sterling to win the fight. I. I I don't like his arrogance, you yeah. know. I don't like yeah. his his cocky personality. Did, did you see any of his post fight interview? No, I. He's he's wearing this this pink like like almost like a tuxedo coat. Yeah, it's got like you know a cool pattern on it, stuff like that. And during the fight, he's sitting there doing this, looking at himself, checking out. And then at some point, he's all like dancing, like I look good. And I think he even said that during the post fight interview. Press conference. Yeah. Just like really, like come on, yeah. man. So he fought better. Than he did the first time. It looked much bigger. Oh my I'm like, gosh! I'm not to talk trash. I'm really interested to wait and see what comes back on everybody's test results <laughs> from that card. So I, I mean, way different body change in that time, and maybe that's why he kept taking time off. Yeah, you know, or kept uh, yeah. missing fights. But man, did he look a lot! They looked like two different weight classes in the cage together. His when when and I'll talk about this more, but I think in rounds two and three when he had him in that body triangle. Yeah. His leg looked yeah. ginormous, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that dude is huge!" Yeah, how he made one thirty-five, I have no idea. Like he was, he was very veins all across his chest. Yeah, big, big full muscled chest. Big you know, packs. not just uh, ripped, but like full, yeah. big, big body. Yeah. So I was, yeah, I was very kind uh, of taken back by the way he looked. I, so I, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. 
He fought better, and Jan fought way worse. He, he did not fight. I don't know who was in his corner, and I, I didn't think about it until after. Remember, his corner was not his corner. Yeah, that's right. Um, he, he had a bad – so normally, like I said, I thought Sterling would win the first round, and then I thought Jan would make his yep. reads and come back and win the next four rounds, and that's what was going on the first time. This time, he didn't make any adjustments, came back out the second round, looked worse, got taken down, got his back taken. Yep. I don't fault him for not getting him off his back. Uh, Sterling is a better grappler on the ground. He's a better jiu-jitsu guy on the ground. Okay. And once someone's got a body triangle on you, it's very, very difficult to, to, to get out of it. You want to roll to the side that it's on, step on the leg that's on the bottom, and hip in to the leg that's over your body, yep. causing a little bit of pain, and hopefully he tries to readjust. He, he tried, but, but uh, Sterling is smart. He's not dumb. Kept that leg on top. You know, every time he kept trying to roll that side, roll that side, and then roll right back to the other side so that he couldn't get there. Sterling was smart because even if he's not doing anything else during that time, they're never going to stand you up when you're on a guy's back okay. and you're winning the round, no matter what you're winning the round. Yeah. Whether you don't throw a strike at all the whole time, you're yep. winning the round. Yep. And that's what he was doing. He won the round. Did it again the next round because Jan, again, didn't make any adjustments. He, he went back out. His coach said, do not turn your back. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. Don't he had, your back. He had, I forget the guy's name, and I, I always forget this guy's name, but he's in all the best guys' corners from American Top Team. Okay. A Brazilian guy, small little, um, really good, good guy. Um, do not give your back. If you get taken down, I'd rather you fight facing him to get back up. Do not turn over. Right when that round started, he got taken down, turned his back to get up, and got his back taken. And I was like, what? His coach threw his arm up in the air just like, what are you – like, you didn't even listen to me. Yeah. You know? So I don't know – I don't think he always trains at ATT. I think he trains, you know, in Russia, wherever he's from over there. Sure. And And those were the guys that weren't here. So he didn't listen. The next two rounds he came out, and he won those two rounds. You know, I thought he won round four and five. Four and five. Absolutely. Yes. <clears throat> Again, I thought he won one. But I thought it was – he didn't make – you know, it, it was a close round. Yep. But I thought he won it. And then he clearly lost two and three. For sure. And then he clearly won four and five. But well, here's what I thought was going to happen. He was going to win uh, one, one, four, and five. Or one of those twos and threes was yeah. going to be a 10-8. Yep. And we're going to have a draw again. I saw some commentary about that, and, and I saw some people saying that in order to get a 10-8, it can't just be controlled. There's got to be damage. And I thought that was an interesting comment. I w wanted to get your take on yeah, that. Yeah, I, I don't agree. Okay. Um, the only reason I don't agree is because he dominated him yeah. for the majority of the round. Yeah. It, you know? He took him down round three. He took him down with four minutes left. Yeah. And he so held him. So in one him. minute, he took him down and yep. dominated him for the rest of that round. Yep. And... In my opinion, you know, if if they're judging correctly or scoring correctly and giving, you know, 10-8s when they should, um, that, those are 10-8 rounds. Like, Lucas Lucas fought a guy, at uh, uh, Salas, Andrew Salas, and he had two 10-8 rounds out of the three rounds, and they were all on the ground. He Granted, he threw a lot of punches, dominated him, a lot of punches, but he wasn't on his back. He was side control, half guard, started to mount, side control, half guard, and just beat him up the whole round and, and got, you know, uh, two 10-8 rounds, which is, which is good. It's great. But the same goes for if you take a guy down and the guy has zero offense yep. in that, in that 
whole round, Got where does it. he get the nine? Yeah. How does he get a nine? Fair enough. So, so I'm, it, if you scored it with the 10 8 rounds, you know, it would have been a draw unless he gave it to him twice. You know, I don't yep. think he did because the third, the, the, the first round or the, the second round, the first time he got to his back, I think there was about three minutes left, not four. Yeah, it was three minutes and 40 seconds. Okay, so still almost four, four minutes. Almost four minutes. Yeah, so if you're given 10 eights, Sterling won the fight. You know, he, he yep. won the rounds and he won the fight. Yep. If you are not, then one, four, and five, I gave to Peter Young. Okay. Peter Young. They mentioned early on, and I, I thought about you because uh, Sterling's um, pedigree goes up through Henzo Gracie. Did you see anything that was um, trademark of that style of jiu-jitsu? Did you see anything there that was like, oh, yeah, that I, I recognize that? Or No, only because Henzo has a million schools. He has, I think, 2,000 students in New York. Oh, okay. And so, so John Donaher... Uh, Gordon Ryan, all those guys are also from Henzo. They okay. all come up, stem through Henzo. Okay. Right? And their their style is nothing like that style, right? Got they're it. they're 90% leg guys. You know, Gordon t- takes the back and chokes guys a lot, but he's he's a phenomenal leg guy. You know, uh, the rest of those guys have leg locks, but it's just different styles. There's, there's so many different gyms that there's going to be different styles. Okay. You know, um, like with me, I've got 11 gyms, and... There are a little bit of different styles in Europe, but everyone's got good cameras. Everyone's got good guillotines. You know, it's not so spread out that, you know, people are going to like if someone goes to compete for my gym, I typically don't have to be there and people know where they compete for, or where they train. Sure. You know, and, and they hear it all the time. That's a little different. So to, to say that about uh, Sterling, all, all you can say is he's got really good jujitsu. You know, he's got, uh, he comes up under Matt Sarah, or, or yes. was, I yes. don't know what's going on in that situation, um, but he was under, under Matt Sarah, who also has phenomenal jiu-jitsu, who came from Henzo. Um, so, but but it went from Henzo to Matt to him. So you it's know, diluted a little bit. Anytime it does that. Yeah, and I don't want to say diluted, like Matt's jiu-jitsu is worse, and then it, Sterling's is worse. It evolves. It just changes. It just yeah, changed. it evolves okay. a little different. It's yeah. kind of changes a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. And, and so... Again, why I don't like Sterling as a his personality. His he's a great fighter. You know, he's he's a great fighter. Um, he his jujitsu is very good. I still think he doesn't have a heart, and I wish it got tested in this fight. You know, like it did in the first fight. But um, he, he's he's a good fighter. Couple couple things. Um, rounds two and three, we talked about that control, and Sterling had that leg triangle for a long time. In round four, do you think that changed the trajectory of the fight because it gassed his legs out a little, or do you I mean, think he was still? He was obviously in phenomenal shape. Yeah. But yes, I mean, it, it definitely it definitely takes its toll. If you're training and you do an exercise and you hold that exercise for four minutes, yeah, that leg that that muscle body is dead, right? Yeah. It's gonna be exhausted. Yeah. You're gonna try to you know drink some water, stretch, get some blood back in it, and whatnot. But yes, of course, it's gonna take its toll on it. And and I'm sure doing that two rounds in a row didn't help going into four and five. It doesn't matter how hard if it's it doesn't matter how much you train, as hard as you can is as hard as you can. Right. And so it may be harder, but it's still gonna gas you out, I would think kind of the same. Yeah, and not to bring Lucas up again, but we do some Lucas has phenomenal body locks. And once his hands get locked on somebody in a fight, yeah. I sit back in my chair and, and relax like, because right. I know this fight's coming to the ground right now. Yep. And and but we do something training wise 
to work and build and push that lactic acid threshold further and mm. further and further away okay. so that he can hold that grip and squeeze that grip for longer and longer and longer. I'm sure that Sterling doesn't do anything like that for his legs, you know, for that position. Sure. But at the same time, I'm sure that's a position he goes to a lot. And if it is and you work it a lot, you're going to get that. You're going to yeah. get that. Yeah. Um, just a, the adding on to that, in round five, Aljo was getting taken down a little easier. It looked like you talked about the heart. Round five, he looked tired and yeah. it showed. Yeah, he did. And he was starting to – I mean, if you look at his shots – even on the takedowns that he got, his shots were terrible. Well, you know, he's looking away. He's looking down. He's shooting. He doesn't like to get in a – he doesn't want to get in a dogfight, and I understand that, but he doesn't like – he likes to win. You know, he likes to win. I don't know that he likes to fight when he's losing. You know, and, and there's a lot of guys who just enjoy fighting and, and can take that. Like, he put it on Jan, and Jan just came back and went at it again. And So I don't know that he, you know, uh, has that – or not, but where Jan's mistake was, so he got dominated in two rounds. The fourth round, he comes out, he's overly aggressive again. I think yeah. he's fighting, I think he fought emotional, a little bit angry. I think he did too. And Sterling kept his cool, but he, he would overextend himself to get shot on, or he would hurt him on the feet. He literally had him hurt on the feet, where he was doing this and kind of running back, and then he'd shoot in and clinch with him. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. You don't know how those first three rounds were scored. You sure don't know how two and three were scored in case they were 10-8 somewhere. So you, you, you got to try to go out and finish. And he would go out and clinch a guy and look for a takedown on someone that's better on the ground than him. Yeah. Sure, the takedown's going to win you the round, but you need to win the fight. He, yeah. At that point, he needed to win the fight. That's right. In the corner, I'm going to tell you, hey, you need to go out there and finish this guy, especially going into the fifth round. Like, quit clinching him. You're hurting him on the feet. Keep hurting him on the feet. Keep your hands a little bit low so you can stop his takedown. Yeah. You know, strike and get your hands low to, to stop a takedown. Yeah. Your, your elbows and and go out there and hurt him. You know, take him down and get up. But he was taking him down and trying to grapple him, taking his back, trying to take his back, standing. He needed to break free and let loose, and he just didn't do that. So that kept him from not getting a finish. When I feel like he had a chance to get a finish, he turtled a couple times. Sterling turtled a couple times yeah. where he was exhausted. And instead of staying in front and beating on him, he'd yeah. go behind. Yeah. And he'd just try to work. And I'm like, man, you're, that's a bad game plan. Bad game plan. Do you think he was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish you the way I want to finish you? Like, was it like. A I mean, I, I don't know because he had to know he was running out of time. He had to know that when he was getting there, because he did it more than once, it wasn't getting him anywhere. And, and Sterling is a jiu-jitsu guy, so he would roll right back through to attack him. Yep. You know, he's not just going to sit and turtle and get beat up. So it was, it was just, uh, it was very frustrating because he's the guy that I talked about having very high fight IQ yes. going into the fight. Yes. And he did not fight with it at all. You know, so it was it's a little like He little left his best asset like outside the yeah. octagon. For any of you guys watching that are that are not super understanding of the scoring system, some people say like, let's say. Uh, uh, PJ scores about 29-28 for Sterling. I score at 29-28, and someone else scores at 29-28, all for Sterling. That's not a split decision just because the rounds were split. I see a lot of people online thinking because it was two rounds to one that was split. It's when judges score the fight different for one guy than the other. And so if he was 29-28 for Sterling, I was 29-28 for uh, Jan and maybe Lucas was 29-28 for Sterling. That's a split decision. You know, uh, the way it could be a draw, you get a 10-9 round. So everyone starts with 10 points. 
And if I if I fight TJ and we bang it out on the feet, you know, and I get a takedown at the end, you know, and I win the round, that's going to be a 10-9 round. So so now it's 10-9 going into the second round. The second round, if I do the same thing to him and beat him up a little bit on the feet and take him down, and that's another 10-9 for me, I'm now up 20 to 18. Okay? So the third round, the only thing that can happen is he beats me 10-9 and he's going to lose 29-28, or he gives me a 10-8 round, and that's going to be a draw. If he 10-8s me in the third round after I've won two rounds close, 29-28, and he gets a 10-8 round, that fight's a draw now, and that's happened a few times. This scoring system obviously doesn't work for those guys because they fought five rounds. I'm just trying to break it down to three rounds easy. 29-28 or 29-27 or 30-27 is I won all three rounds. He didn't win any rounds, but they, they were all 10-8 rounds. You know, when you hear lower like that, 30-26, someone had a 10-8 round in there. You know, and, and so 30 is if you win all three rounds, you keep your 30 points. 50 if you're in a, in a five-round fight. And talk about talk about 10-9 versus 10-8. I mean, those are kind of random numbers. So yeah. talk about what that means. So, again, it's why I go back to it's dumb that we follow this system. It's the 10-point must system that boxing uses. But we don't use everything that they use the, the, the scoring system for. Like in boxing, if there's a knockdown – in the round, that's a 10-8 round. I, if I knock you down the, really? in the first round I didn't know that. and nothing else happens in that round, and, yeah. and that's it, I, I win 10-8. Okay, that's okay. a 10-8 round. Connor knocked Nick D Nate Diaz down twice in the first round, once in the second round, and neither was a 10-8 round. You know what I mean? And, and so it, it just – it's dumb the way the scoring system works. Now, I don't know how uh, it should go, but it should – there needs to be a better system figured out. I think there should be like takedown. There should be points for a takedown with control. There should be points for an escape back to the feet. Yeah. There should be points for significant strikes landed or less points or half points for, you know, strikes landed, but not significant strikes. Sure. Um, and, and, and control gets a point, you know, just whatever. But it, what, what it comes down to at the end of the fight is you've got three guys, mostly – completely uneducated on the sport of mixed martial arts didn't do martial arts some did some did boxing you know and those are usually the worst judges for mma but you've got three guys giving their opinion on who they think won the fight and there goes you know you, you just dropped back how far in the rankings you got half of your money that you would have yeah. gotten had you won the fight sure so a bad decision let's say someone gets a hundred thousand to show and a hundred thousand to win if you guys ever see that when they post the, win the, the, the money on a fight card, there's typically show money and win money. If I show up and I make weight, whether that guy gets in the cage or not, I get my show money. If he misses weight by 10 pounds and the fight doesn't happen, I get my $100,000. If he gets in the cage and we fight and I lose, I still only get my $100,000. If we fight and I win, I get $200,000. My money doubles. So there are people out there who have uh, flat fee contracts, love those. Um, not that anyone's going out there to not win the fight anyway. Um, and I think boxing is more along the lines of, of you get this money. This is your money, mm. period. Um, not show money and win money. <clears throat> That's what the bo bonuses are for. You know, if you, if you said, you know, you get $100,000 or, or now instead of my, my $100,000 show, $100,000 more to win, let's say you're, we're going to give you $200,000, but there's a finish bonus. 
you know, there's a finish bonus gotcha. of X amount of dollars if you finish the fight. You know, that way the guy's going out there to finish the to fight. Fi yeah, you know, sure. Incentive and, and to still win. Yeah, or, or, or even 100000 more to finish the fight. Let's say he was a $100,000 guy, okay. you know, and, and they decided, you know, here's a hundred grand in your contract, but if you finish the fight, you know, I'll give you $50,000 or, or $100,000, which will motivate guys to work for the finish if that's where that second half came from yep. instead of winning, you know. So it just, uh, it's strange the, the way it works. But so on, on a 10-8 round, there's got to be a lot of damage done. Um, close rounds that you guys watching the fights are like, you think your one guy won and your buddy thinks the other guy won, that's most likely a 10-9 round. You know, it's a close fight. One judge is going to give it, or, or they'll, they'll give it to the same guy. But, you know, 10-9, he lost by a little bit. 10-8s aren't hard to tell who won that round. Yeah. You know, a 10-8 round is clear dominance, um, and that's why I go back to Sterling as much as I, I, I can be unbiased. I, I did not want him to win. He, he could have won those rounds 10-8 just sure. by the dominant position the whole time, and, and that's what happens if you dominate someone for the whole round and the other person doesn't get any offense off. That's a 10-8 round, you know, that, and, and it should be. You know, they could add that, you know, I've heard Josh Thompson and John McCarthy on their podcast talk about half points. There could be a half point, you okay. know, uh, uh, 10, 10, nine and a half, 10, nine, 10, eight and a half, you know, where they lose a half point instead of a whole point. And then you'd have much less draws, uh, much less close decisions because guy, those half points would probably separate a lot of things. Yeah. But again, and who knows if that's even correct, but there just needs to be something that's a little more like. Why is it a ten-point must system? Where, where is seven, six, five, four, three, two, and one? Yeah, right. Like, what's what's the point of even having that? Why isn't it a a three-one system? Right. You know, three, a the three-point must system. Yeah, because the worst you're going to see is a a, a three-one. Right. You know, so I I don't know all of the scoring and boxing why those first numbers are there, but I think they're pointless in MMA for sure. Stat of the nights, I think, out of this, um, Aljamain Sterling, his takedowns. He was two for 22. Yeah, that's because his shots sucked. His wrestling's not good. You know, he's. It, it, it was amazing to me that he was getting onto the ground on the shots that he was getting into the ground on. Um, terrible shots. The ones he got stuffed were bad, but even the ones he finished were bad. He just was relentless on getting them. Yeah. And and that's what'll get you a takedown. You know, and and he fought for the takedowns that he got. He was clearly in good shape. Anytime you take 20 shots on someone in a fight, you're going to be exhausted. You know, and he was in he was still in good shape. And how frustrated would Jan be to know that he only lost on two takedowns? Yeah, and but those two takedowns cost him the fight. That's why he didn't want to get taken down by him though. Like that's the difference between yeah. those two, you know what I mean? Like you didn't want to end up on the ground with him and it only takes one. And I'm sure I'm sure going into the fourth round, Sterling was a little frustrated that he had somebody's back for eight uh, minutes almost and didn't finish. Yeah. You know, that had to be frustrating for him because I'm sure in the gym, when he gets guys back, he's finishing all day long. You know, I'm sure he's choking guys I, I, all day long. I know we spend a lot of time on this fight, but I, uh, we'll finish up with this. Talk to me about Piotr Jan's defense on his back because it seems yeah, like solid. he was it's probably <laughs> looked to me like where he spent the whole camp <laughs> yeah. I, I mean like not getting out of that position but not getting choked with that position uh, I that's was, a high level guy i was shocked to, to be four able to minutes you, round yeah. he's he's the dude's on a backpack with four minutes left in the round and he was unable to submit him that's, yeah and, 
and Jan t- once or twice started to turn belly down yeah. with a body triangle. Yeah, you do like, not want to be there. No. And and he got stuck there for a second and started to get beaten up. Then he, he was able to fight his way back to being, you know, uh, with Sterling's back on the mat. But that's where, like, uh, back in the day, um, I, Ivan Salivary and Tony Fricklin, one of Militich's guys, he got body triangled flat. Not like that <clears throat> fight. He, he tapped. Like the fight was over from the body triangle on the on the mess up his back. I think Rogan might have re- referenced that actually during. I think, uh, I think, I'm sure he, I'm sure he did. It's he, he was around back then too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of after after watching the fight before, um, it was a little bit of a letdown of a fight. I mean, it went all five rounds, kind of interesting, but it was just slow and and uh, there wasn't. I was I was let down a little bit after, especially after coming off the fight before. Yeah, so this fight, talking about Volkanovski and, and no, no, I was Zombie. just wrapping up with oh. with Sterling and y'all. Oh yeah, but yes, now let's let's transition. Yeah, so going into to Volkanovski and and Korean Zombie, I that's a fight that happened because Max fell out. It was supposed to be Max again for the third time. I yes. think. Third time, three out of four, even. Yeah, it was going to be the fourth time. No, it was third out of four fights oh, for Volkanovski. Okay, yeah. So that goes to show you where Max and Volkanovski are to the rest of the division. Yeah, you know, uh, and, and I felt bad for the Korean Zombie. Herb Dean felt bad for him. Volkanovski felt bad for him. Volkanovski even said I, I, that he didn't. He would did, hoped he didn't come out for the fourth round well, because he didn't want to hit him anymore. At the beginning of the fourth round, they all walked out. Volk is just like, "Are you sure?" I yeah. mean, you could hear him audibly be yeah. like, "Dude, are you sure?" And then you could kind of just see. And him Herb like, Dean right. questioned stopping it, and and no one would have complained except for Korean Zombie if he did stop it yeah. in between rounds. Yeah, but he was very. It was a very good stoppage. Um, he landed a hard one, two, and then one more, and he just stepped in between yeah, them. And I think four, that was it. 45 seconds into the fourth round. It, was, it was 45 seconds, but I still think there was only three significant strikes landed. Yeah, I think he had right. kind of just moved around a little bit, and then yeah. once he landed, Herb, Herb stepped in between and stopped the fight. Great stoppage. Um, that combo was nasty. He did not need to take anything more than that. Agreed. And, and again, he didn't need to take the stuff that he took in the third round. Uh, it was unfortunate, but... He's very tough. He walks forward. He's a zombie. And, and you know, that's why he's got his nickname. But there comes a time where in this sport, you know, uh, the promoters don't like to hear, but there comes a time where guys have taken too much damage, you know, or, or they take too much damage. Yep. And I know that they don't give a crap. You know, they don't care. The promoters don't care. Yeah. And they're, they're putting the guys in the cage and, and, you know, they're making a living. And so that guy as a fighter – you know, he wants to keep fighting. He goes home and heals up. Whether he feels like he was going to retire last night, he goes home, heals up. In three weeks, four weeks, when he's all better, he goes into the gym and trains, and all of a sudden he's like, oh, I'm, I'm still beating these guys up in the gym. Yeah. Sign me up for the next fight. Yeah. And then they fight some more. But it just um, – we, we've talked about this numerous times, I think, on the podcast on the, on the damage that, that people take. Yes. And there's just – there comes a time where it's too much damage, you know, and, and where guys like that walk through – punches and just take constant strikes to the head and uh it's in my opinion it's not not necessary um mm-hmm. and 
you can be too tough for your own good. Statistically wise, 152 significant strikes in, in basically, call it 150 in three rounds. Um, you know, 50, 50 significant strikes per fight on average versus only 51 for total for the zombie total. Yeah. 67% um, landed, which is, uh, that's a pretty... That's a pretty high success rate, 67%. Yeah. 65% of significant strikes at 138. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. And and um, so Korean Zombie, he, he, he keeps being in the fight, right? Like he looks like he's almost out of the fight, and all of a sudden he blasts yeah. uh, Volkanovsky. And it's like, oh, oh, he's okay. But it only takes one more back to him where he's this way again, you know? And then all of a sudden he, he can come out of it and land a couple of hard shots because he did land yeah. a couple of hard shots, I think, in the third round, in, in yeah, which, yeah, which yeah. you're thinking the fight's about over. Yeah. And he'll come back and all of a sudden just blast Volkanovski a couple of times. And then that makes everyone else think, oh, yeah, he's fine. He's, he's okay. not he's fine. A, yeah. you know, he's not fine. He's, he's fighting out of, out of natural reaction, you know, out of heart and, and you know, just grit. But he just, even though he's able to throw some offense at that time, his, it only takes one more before he's back to, you know, almost out of it again. After the second round, Zombie didn't even take the stool. He sat down on, against on the, the cage and didn't even take it. And then obviously at the end of the third round yeah. as well. Yeah. If you had been there and you saw him not even take the stool after the second, are you starting to have those conversations? Yeah. So what was crazy to me is his coach came in the in the corner in between rounds three and four yeah and instantly never once asked him if he was okay came straight to him and started giving him instruction for the next round and started yelling at him for instruction mm. for the next round and never once crossed his mind i don't know if it's because i coach luke yeah. you know i corner luke i'd be like bro you good you know and 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 whatnot and how you feeling and look at me real quick you know <laughs> doctor we didn't have to come in yet yeah yeah, yeah. look at me and, yeah, I'll, and are I'll you looking you, at right. me or are you looking 100 yards right. that way right and and i would have made sure you know that he was okay he never never asked never questioned it just went right to giving him instruction i don't know that he was listening at all because he was you know had to be at that point he's definitely concussed sure you know and, and yeah, fighting was you wrong. know fighting in in a haze um so i don't know uh you, you definitely some guys sit on the ground anyway, you know. I, okay. I, it, it's happened. I haven't seen that very much. Yeah, it's and it happened, was noteworthy. But, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, yeah, dude, as soon he's as he did that, I was like, man, he's dead. But sitting down on the ground yeah. is worse for you than sitting on the stool because yeah, it's further you, you have yeah. to get back up, and you can't sit with your chest open and get yeah, get, get uh, oxygen. The, and and no, know? and they can't ice your back because right. you're up against it. I mean, it feels like there's so many things, but to me, that spoke to how to how gassed and how done yeah. physically, maybe mentally he was that it just, yeah, for sure. Man. Well, I, I'll be honest. When we started looking at this, you texted me last week and you were like, man, this is a stacked card. I, I wasn't even thinking about this fight night. I wasn't even thinking about it. And then you texted me and said, Hey, we should do this. And I'm so glad I got this pay-per-view because yeah. it was awesome. Unfortunately, the last fight I think was the least of entertaining out of them. Yeah, it's because it was. Uh, but I don't know what. Where was Zombie ranked going this? Do you know? Uh, let me see if I can even find him. It, it, um, he he may have been ranked right up there, but there's such a gap between Max and Volkanovski and the rest of the the rest of the field right now. It's like um, he was ranked fourth. Yeah. So again, that just goes to show you the gap. Who's third? Uh, Yair Rodriguez, Yair. and then Yair, and then Ortega, and then Holloway. And it's interesting to note that uh, Bryce is nine, so he's starting starting to climb. Yes, and Bryce came right out of the 
he posted right away, put me in, coach. And then he made a post saying, I'm the fight to make for this. You know, I'm the right style. I'm the, you know, make this fight happen and, and started calling out Volkanovski. And I'm sure people will see that and be like, oh, you know, you don't have a chance. You don't have a chance. Bryce is an anomaly. And I said this before. I'm sure everyone thought he didn't have a chance against Barboza either. Yeah. He sure didn't have a chance to set him on his ass with a, a straight left hand, <laughs> you know, and he did. Yeah, and then he, he beat him handily. Yeah, he did. And and uh, he does have a chance. You know, if he fights him, he has such a strange style of striking that he can beat better strikers. He can land he can land great punches on better strikers, which gets him close enough to grab a hold of him. If he gets a hold of Volkanovski on the ground, it'd be really interesting to see what goes on yeah. on the ground with him for sure. Yeah. I, I you know I think Bryce has better <laughs> jujitsu on the ground. I don't know that. that uh, I don't know. That'd be a great fight to see on the on the ground if it got there. You know, hopefully, hopefully it gets there hopefully soon. Hopefully it does. It's an entertaining weekend of fights, man. It was yeah. awesome. There's another card coming up in a couple weeks that's uh, another really stacked card, and we'll we'll get to it when it when it gets here. But that's another one I'm excited it, for. There's another. It's, there's Rose is fighting for the title. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. else is fighting for the title the same night. There's two belts on the line again. Um, uh, Oliveira's fighting oh, Gaethje, yes. which I yes. just cannot My wait God. for. Speaking uh, of guys who take too much damage, yeah, my Gage goodness. Is just, and, then, and then you got Rose fighting Carla, and then um, Ferguson and Chandler. Oh, yes. Is that, is that right so as Chandler, well? So Chandler is my favorite guy right now in the UFC, and maybe because he came from Bellator, but I just like him a lot. I, I love his relationship with his kid yeah. and, and his family, and, and he's just a tough SOB. I, and... I think he destroys Tony Ferguson right now. Tony Ferguson, maybe five, six, seven years ago, yeah, but a better fight. But Chandler might not have been there. Well, don't but, but don't right tease now, it too much. We got we got a whole other podcast yeah. for that one. Yeah, but but yeah, that'll be that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I, my buddy Fernie actually is on that card as well. Um, he's first fight of the night, I believe. Uh, he he does jujitsu here once in a while. But he fights out of Fortis, awesome. but uh, he he's a uh, it's his first fight in the UFC. So pretty cool. He made it through through the contender series. Anything else? No, that's it, man. Super stoked. We'll uh, see you guys next week. It is all over. Just like that.